Hello and welcome, I'm Jack, the host, and today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. In just a minute, I'll be interviewing Tucker from The Fundamentals on behalf of Aventolade. Uh, you can find more information about them at aventolade.com. You can find loads of amazing events and show information there as well. So I'll leave the intro there and get into the interview with Brendan Tuckerman, aka Tucker from The Fundamentals. Uh, so welcome, uh, everyone. This is the interview with Tucker from The Fundamentals. How you going, man? How you guys going? Thanks <laughs> yeah. for having me. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Uh, again, I'm interviewing you on behalf of Aventolade. Um, and yeah, in particular, talking about your, your visit, your upcoming visit to Adelaide. You're about halfway through the tour now. How, how's the tour going so far? Um. I don't know if it's too early to call, but I think it's my favorite tour I've ever been on. Oh, wow. In, um, nice. In 10 years. That's great, man. That's that's really good. So you got like three f- three or four shows left to go. You got one tomorrow night and then three after that. That's right. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> you actually stole my thunder. One of my, my questions was going to be, what has your favorite tour been so far? But yeah, you, you think this one's this one's going to steal, steal it all? I mean, we did a support for the Hoods in 2014. And that that was to date probably my favorite, but this one's just really special because um, mad man, the crowd is just so loud at the moment. Like they, it's like the whole room knows all the songs. It's like you sometimes we lose time because if the crowd's out of time while they're singing, <laughs> you listen to the crowd for the cue. I don't know. It's just real special. It's like ten years of touring and all these people still support us. It's just a really warm feeling. Like. There's not a lot of security in the music industry, and so it's nice to know we have support. And I hope you know people are satisfied when they come and see us perform. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's like it's pretty good um, that you're uh, you're back so soon. You toured earlier in the year as well uh, with your your ten year anniversary. And uh, yeah, this is our third time in Adelaide this year. <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. That's uh, that's awesome, and also it's a pretty short turnaround from your your last album um, as well. It, you just released the sixth uh, album, the I Love Songs. But how long has this sort of album been in production? I mean, personally, I'm quite prolific. Like I, when I relax, I actually write songs. So instead of watching Netflix and, and chill, I'm like writing bars. Yeah, it's awesome. So um, so probably about. Uh, once we wound up everybody we know, I think I was around at Morgan's house probably a month afterwards with Shoot the Breeze. Yeah, from I so Love that, Songs. So that's really quick. I just don't really stop writing. Like I, I start to feel guilty. It's like if people don't go to the gym, they start to feel guilty during the day. Like yeah. if I don't write, if I don't try to write a song for a week, I start going, oh, you know, it's like. It's like so ingrained in me now. I guess you got to keep that uh, that lyric muscle strong as well. Yeah, you know, or just like trying to figure out what to talk about, what's worth listening, you know, what's worth saying, what's something that someone can go away after they've listened to it and actually felt like they've that was worthy of the three minutes they spent on listening to it. Yeah, that's it. You, you've been doing it for 10 years now. Do you feel like it's become easier to, to sort of get what people are after? Or, I mean, I posted this thing on Freddie Mercury last night on Instagram and it was basically 
him being asked like, well, he was basically talking about how, you know, you get like new waves of energy. So at the moment, the Australian hip hop scene has got like a lot of fresh blood and new energy running through it. And I posted last night on my stories just saying like how they're keeping me honest, you know, like you get this new in, new engaged like kids coming through with like fire songs and bars and they can all produce as well as rap and sing, you know? And, um, and I just find that really rejuvenating. And, um, I guess after all these years, I really, it's not that it gets easier to songwrite, but I learned to trust myself. Like I've maybe after this long, I've got a certain standard. And so even on my worst days, I can still, you know, write a couple of lines that might make a song, you know? Yeah. And I guess uh, it's pretty good validation when you, as you said about this tour so far, everyone's, everyone's picking up the lyrics that you're writing down and, and singing them back at you. That's got to feel pretty good. Yeah. That's really surreal. Is uh... We do like, we do like an acoustic version of Smiles Don't Lie. And yeah. so there's no backing beat, obviously it's just a guitar. Yeah, and like I'm constantly just looking at the sound guy to turn up the guitar, or I'm gonna lose time and pitch. It's incredible. So, in in terms of like rating, like the success of a song, do you go to the shows for that? Is that your like your benchmark, or do you look for things like like the Hottest 100, for example? Uh, you guys place in that pretty high whenever you release stuff. Is that something you look at? In I think a song if it lands with someone emotionally and they adopt it into their life, like, I think that's when a song's done its job. If like, so, you know, like so many people have tattooed smiles, don't lie or the, ta- or the take your fist to make a peace sign with its symbols. Like when someone's willing to own something like that on them, that's pretty like surreal. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and that means that, you know, like whenever anyone talks about that tattoo, um, you know, that song's going to get refreshed in someone, someone new. And I guess like we did a, like a version like six years ago called Brother. Yeah. It was like a Matt Corby cover. And um, like we, we still get approached by people that have been in like toxic relationships Um wanting to talk about the like the content of that song and six years on like that's crazy yeah absolutely <laughs> your like aversions are, are always like really touching as well i remember uh you you did ivy probably a year ago now close to and uh that was that was also um really personal as well especially jess's verse do you find it easier to like write about personal stuff do you find that it comes easier or are you sort of like a bit reserved when you do that sort of stuff? Well, it's like people go through these trials and tribulations in their life. And a lot of people never get to express how they actually feel, you know? So I kind of feel humbled that I have this outlet to get this stuff off my chest, you know? And I find that when you're going through like stressful times, you'll often have like a penny drop moment or like a moment of clarity, I guess about what the situation was in hindsight. And if you can frame that well with lyrics, it's like, that's what that they're the little like gems of knowledge that, you know, you want to pass on to 
hopefully prevent someone from making a similar mistake or at least like resonate with people that are going through a similar situation. So I find writing from like a personal standpoint, at least I don't have to double, double guess myself or go on Wikipedia and like double check these stats, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm constantly looking up the pronunciation and the meaning of words yeah. if I want to include them in a song. Whereas like if it's coming from something that I know, like a, an emotion as well, like that's much more likely going to carry, like we're really, humans are extremely emotive, you know, and, and music is like a sculpture of emotion. It, we're almost like mood artists. It takes like, I haven't done my job basically if within three minutes I haven't changed your mood. So if I'm writing from like an, a personal standpoint that I've in real life been emotionally affected by. I find that's always the most valuable part of the song. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think it's really, it's conveyed in, in all of your, all of your songs, especially uh, some of the new ones uh, off the new album. The Overdose has that uh, intensely emotional vibe just from the word go. It's uh, definitely, yeah. It's incredible. Uh, one of the singles off of the new album, uh, I Miss You, you released a, an acoustic version of that. Yeah, we dropped that yesterday. Uh, yeah, so who who helped you out with uh, the performance and stuff for that? Uh, we've got two local friends that um, have collaborated with us in the past on backing vocals, Billy McCarthy and Innie. Yep. Um, I see Clovers. And um, our good friend Carl on guitar who um, not only did that, but he also like helped co-produce. He was like a um, musical director on the whole record. Um, if you check out the acoustic version, he's playing guitar, but he's an incredible songwriter. Um, he played the keys on I Miss You as well. So you got a wealth of, of help behind you. Can we expect to see any more of the album stripped down in a similar fashion then? Yeah, I'm currently talking to some really incredible musicians. Um, I'm not sure how I want to roll it out yet, but um, I feel like these days, like everything's so um, clean that people really want to be able to see an artist perform something live. And um, I'm just trying to figure out how best to package that. And um, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, there's going to be more acoustic sessions. Um, I'm just trying to, like, figure out how I'm going to scale it. Like how big do I want to make this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, I guess the world is your oyster when it comes to that sort of thing. This isn't your first uh, brush with acoustic stuff. You, you toured with horror show a few years back when they did their acoustic stuff. Um, I caught that show when you did it uh, solo. Would you, would you think about taking the thunders on an acoustic tour at some point, if you get a, a big enough library? I mean, we've been touring heaps. Like, I read a comment this morning that said this this girl's seen us eight times and she's seeing us again in February. Like, so I don't know. If, if there's a demand for us to tour that uh, and people really want it, like, I'd be more than happy to do it. Absolutely. I'm sure people will be, will be really keen to see that. Uh, speaking about, like, some of your other albums and stuff now, as I said, that's, um, that's six studio albums under your belt. Uh which of your albums do you find being most fond of? Do you is it the newest one, or do you have a soft spot for some of the old stuff? 
I mean, I think I Love Songs is my favorite record in terms of like, it's the closest um, musically to my to what I'd actually listen to at home. Yeah. On my own. So I kind of, I was going for a mood. We were going for a mood on I Love Songs. Um, and there's not hate as much dynamic, but I guess our breakthrough record would have been So We Can Remember. And the mood on that jumps all over the place. Like if you listen to say smiles don't lie and noodle soup next to one another you wouldn't say that's the same band no not at all whereas i love songs is like all the songs kind of flow really nicely and i think we nailed i love songs that's my favorite one so far awesome yeah um one of my personal favorite songs you've ever done um was from the Revolution record uh check my fresh oh yeah well uh, where did you guys come up with the with the idea for that? That's a really funny story, man. So coming up to so Jesse's bilingual. Jess one, the other rapper. Yeah. He um he can speak Sp- fluent Spanish. In fact he is Spanish. Or Catalan he's from Catalan. And um I go to him like Can you make a make a mad Spanish like chorus? How yeah. catchy. You know, something clever. And he turns around and his girlfriend at the time was learning French. Yeah. And so he just like put together this French song. And like, I kind of half wanted him to do the Spanish song because at least then he could help me with my verse. (laughs) I had to hire like a, a French teacher to like help me out with what I was saying with my verse. Yeah. So I'm in a, I'm in this park in Newtown with this French teacher, like rapping in French, learning how to like pronounce the words. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's amazing, and it like it paid off because yeah, as I said, it's one of my personal favorite tracks. But it's just yeah, it's so tight. The the quick changes between uh, English and and French is is insane. Yeah, I still want Jesse to get on a Spanish track. Like you see, like um, Drake and um that six nine guy they do like spanish tracks yeah and like we could totally do that jesse should jesse should totally write a spanish record he should translate like i love songs to to spanish that's what cypress hill did yeah that would be awesome you could make like like a trio album like the original and then the acoustic and then the spanish version why not (laughs) who knows uh, you mentioned before that you guys collab with a lot of artists and stuff, uh, either you know featuring on their tracks or having their talent on your own. Um, is there anyone in particular that you you really enjoy working with? Um, Carl Dimitaja, the same dude that we were talking about before. Um, like he's written tracks for people like Khalid. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like when I write with him, there's just this really cool frequency we get like a lot of different musicians kind of take a lane and i feel like carl like he, he oversees all the lanes and he's just got great foresight with music and um i love working with him but in terms of like um you know people that i'd really like to work with my god like um locally um i think sam the great is just incredible. I'd love to write a pen a song with her. Um, who else? Hermitude. My God. Um, 
I'm a big fan of Alice in Wonderland as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, those guys Slumberjack, they're from Perth. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. mostly producers, I think. Yeah, nice, nice. Moving along a little bit uh, off of like music in general, uh, the Thunder, the Thunders Initiative is something that's going on at the moment. Uh, you guys are selling t- uh, t-shirts, and the proceeds are going to the Curry Radio Station. That's right. So how how did you get involved with all that then? Um. So. In 2014, we released a track with Solo from Horror Show called Got Love. Yep. And um, while we were touring, we released a a shirt with a fist and a peace sign on it. And um, the main lyric in the song is, take your fist and make a peace sign with it. And um, we found that that was really resonating at shows. Like, people were really backing that song. Um, and it was a pretty late single in the album cycle as well. So for it to still have legs like six months later, I think it even made it in the Hottest 100 yeah, sneakily. Yeah. Um, and so the song's kind of mood. The idea behind that song is obviously trying to create harmony within society. Like that's what we ideally want people to be able to get along. And because, um, you know, Australian society, like it or not, there's some pretty dark moments we have, um, especially when it comes to refugees and our treatment of Indigenous, you know, um, individuals, you know, um, in the centre of Australia. Like, it's pretty shocking, some of the stuff that Australia's done and continues to do. Um, And so the motive of that song is really not to like shame anyone, but just to like help people just drop tools and just get along. And so we, um, yeah, we put the symbols on a t-shirt and then we said to everyone, all our listeners, like, look, if you buy this piece of shirt, this piece of merch, um, you'll be donating 25 bucks to the, um, I think it was the refugee Newtown resource center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were, and you know, our listeners managed to raise like twenty grand, and it was we were blown away. Like, yeah, absolutely, by, that's, that's an insane difference. Yeah, that's that's enough money to actually make a little dent, hopefully. Um, you know, the the people that work at these kind of organizations are really kind-hearted people. We went down there and met them, and you know, they were really like beautiful people, and they they sacrifice a lot. Um, and it's a, by and large, like a thankless task. You don't get rewarded financially with it, monetarily with it. So it's like, we did that again, um, with everybody we know, um, did the same thing. We just changed the colorway of the shirt and did, did it for the national center of indigenous excellence. And I think we raised about 18 grand for them. And because our latest record, I love songs is kind of a tribute and about our love for music. We decided to run with Curry Curry Radio um, because obviously they facilitate community radio and music and local talent. And the the vibe of the album kind of married really well with that particular organization we wanted to donate to. And um, we actually made a song with them, um, I think it was 2016, called Change the Date with a bunch of artists like Nookie and Earthboy and 
yeah. code of conduct and a bunch of people. Um, and so we've we had an established relationship with them, and yeah, they they jumped on board, and that they make they make a CD called the Deadly Projects every year. So we're basically um, raising money for them to then make a like a compilation album of young talent, um, by and large Indigenous talent. I'm pretty sure. That's awesome. Um, and hopefully they'll put that out. And um, you know, to know that's like the best part of this whole journey. You know, is to know that um, we can practice a little bit what we preach because we're always banging on about these like political situations and it's nice to put your money where your mouth is i guess yeah absolutely and i guess it makes all the music more relatable too because you know they know that they're supporting people that actually support um you know other people in the community so um, yeah we've already raised 10 grand it's crazy yeah that's amazing how how much longer is it is it going for probably till about mid-january Oh, awesome. So people still have a, a lot of time to pick up a shirt. Um, yeah. And they I'd love to rally people to wear it on Australia Day. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, and where can they get that from? Um, if they go to our Instagram page and hit our bio, that'll that'll take you that'll take you to our website. And um just navigate to our website um to like merch and um it should be there. Also, if you go to our highlights on our Instagram, I've made like a, a link there you can hit. Fantastic. So it's pretty easy. Um, yeah, I mentioned just earlier before we started uh, the interview that you, you've personally played a pretty big role in my life, uh, helping me propose to my wife on stage at Groove in the Moo a couple of years ago. And uh, obviously with all the stuff you were just talking about, um, you know, and, and also from the Everyone We Know tour um, where you made a huge effort to get in touch with fans and have them contact you and yeah, and talk to them. Um, yeah. You know, b being so close with your fans um, and, you know, going the extra mile for them, is that something that's always, you've always wanted to do? Like, was that some, something that happened early on that you were like, yeah, we, we really got to, got to do this. I mean, they're my boss at the end of the day. <laughs> like they're the one that ones that, buy the stuff so i can live my life so answering to your boss you have to do that yeah <laughs> um and yeah it's like a conversation like you put out all this music and you tell everyone about yourself and then they you listen to them and you get things like the got love initiative where you know you can raise money for a good cause yeah absolutely and that's crazy that you proposed to your wife and grew in the mood Oh, it was, thank you, bro. That's amazing. Oh, no, thank you. It was an amazing moment. And uh, yeah, you guys really, uh, really helped me as well as your manager as well on the day, making sure that everything ran pretty smoothly. And you yeah. would have been nervous as hell. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was it was a pretty crazy day. Um, I was like still talking back and forth um, with you guys in the morning and stuff, trying to tee it all up and uh, yeah. <laughs> plans changing last minute and stuff. Obviously, it wasn't like one of your shows was a festival show, so you didn't have as much um leeway with time and stuff but uh yeah it was amazing she didn't expect anything until until we got backstage and then 
you know, you guys kept coming up and talking to us and she's like, you, you don't know them that well. This is, this, what, what's happening? But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Loyal Kana was backstage uh, and Suffer when we came off and they were the first ones to congratulate us. So that, wow. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Um, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so no, it was, uh, yeah, it was an amazing time. Um, you, uh, yeah, getting back to the tour and stuff, you, um, you're playing in, in Adelaide next week and then you're over in Perth and Sydney after that. Where do you, where do you like to perform the most? Um, my favorite venues in Perth called Red Hill Auditorium. Yep. Um, generally I love playing in Adelaide though. People, people are (laughs) awesome there. Panda, panda. No, nice. So while you're on tour, uh, do you have any rituals and stuff that you like to do pre-game? <laughs> um, if there's a fruit platter, we generally like do a fruit platter review. Yep, nice. Other than that, um, I tend to skull like a can of Red Bull. <laughs> Just get you. Yeah, you are pretty insane on stage most of the time. So that because because I'm full of caffeine out. and sugar. Yeah, that, that definitely checks out. Uh, you mentioned before that um, I Love Songs is is pretty close to the music that you would listen to just around the house. Um, what what are you listening to at the moment, music-wise? Um, I'm listening to a lot of Little Peep, Little Peep. Yep. And XXX Testacion. Yep. And uh, this UK singer-songwriter called Sampha. Yeah, right. And Billy English is incredible. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, so everyone should go check those guys out then. So yeah, with um with uh the new album, it seems like you guys progressed a little bit more into the singing vocals. Is that something that you wanted to expand into, or did it just sort of just happen that way? I mean, um, I think I like when I started writing raps was super important, and I think over time, just like learning how to become a songwriter seems to be a more natural progression. Yep. Um, like I'm always going to be stuck in hip hop land and writing bars, but, um, songwriting is like, there's a lot less rules, so it's more creatively like rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. You, a few months ago, maybe even more, you posted something on your Instagram account, um, asking your fans if they'd be keen for you to do like a, a weird, like folk album or something like that have you got anywhere with that uh yeah i've written like four um folk r&b tracks are you you planning on releasing them at all you're just going to sit on them for a little while um they're not totally finished so i mean i'm still in fundamentals land before i go to solo stuff so yeah absolutely yeah do you prefer doing solo stuff over thunder stuff or do you, it's good to get the band back together um it's a lot faster riding with thunders because we've like got our roles i guess yep but um i'm i'm pretty eccentric so i quite like a lot of freedom and obviously working with two people that have an equal say in how a song should go like, it's nice to have just the creative freedom to do whatever I want. Yeah. So I don't think I enjoy doing the solo stuff is a lot more work. Like, in every regard, it's crazy. Um, 
hats off to people that are constantly doing solo stuff because it's pretty isolating and lonely too. Um, I love sharing wins with the band. So I'm going to say the band, but I do really, obviously, like I really appreciate um, doing the solo stuff. Obviously, the other guys have their their solo and side projects as well. Morgs has like Jones Jr. and stuff. Jones Jr., yeah. Yeah, 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 Jones Jr. Um, And so um, do you guys, you sit down and allocate times for you to all like branch off and do your own thing or do you just want to be just go hang on i'm going on hiatus like i'll be back before we do the next album i mean with i love songs i me and morgan had started writing songs immediately after everybody bit everyone we know um and i originally just brought a couple of songs like world's gone mad and everybody but you two fundamentals going Hey, I keep on writing love songs like we should just do another record. (laughs) (laughs) So more, yeah, basically like I have to, um, we have to talk about it to timetable our lives. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, I guess it's just all over the place. Uh, You said you keep writing love songs. Are they, are they your favorite to write? Did you sort of, you get up on the party songs more or what's your your favorite type of, of song to write? I mean... Generally, I write the same song five times in a row and then I'll move on to a new topic or a new vibe. Yep. And that's just what naturally happens. Like after about five songs, will probably take around three months to write. And after three months, I'll probably may- have made another creative choice that I don't want to do songs that are more than 130 BPM anymore. I want to do some slower stuff yep. or whatever. So yeah, I just kind of let what I'm what I feel like writing come out. It's it, it's actually kind of annoying because I write in so many different genres. Um, it's kind of um, confusing what type of music I should lead with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So moving just back onto the the Triple J sector, uh, the hottest and hundreds coming up in a couple months. Do you have? Uh... Any songs off of the new album you'd like to see in the countdown? I'd be stoked if any of them made, I guess. Um, I Miss You and Everybody But You would be awesome to get in there. Yeah, awesome. Well, hopefully everyone likes those the best and we can see them make an appearance. Uh, Please. You guys have had um, a pretty successful run in the past. Um, So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do hear your lovely voices uh, thanks bro no problem uh almost finished up here can i hit you with a quick lightning round sure all right uh are you a video games kind of guy uh not since i was a kid what was your console of choice back in the day i think i had like a ps2 yeah nice sony boy <laughs> and an n60 i had an n64 too mario kart and diddy kong racing all day yes and zelda oh my god <laughs> Uh, if you could go back uh, into history and meet anyone, who would it be? You know what? Freddie Mercury. Yeah, absolutely. From Queen. Have you seen the new Bohemian movie yet? Yeah, I saw it on the weekend. It was dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. So, I uh, love that actor too. Um, he play, He's in it. The lead character for Freddie Mercury is in um, Mr. Robot, which is a t- really good TV series. Yeah. Yeah. Check no. it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh so besides bohemian uh, what would you say is your favorite movie 
Um, I really like a director called David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, Lost Highway, probably yep. my favorite movie by him. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, your favorite hip hop release, non fundamentals related. Uh, probably like Trap Called Quest, like Midnight Marauders or something. Yeah, absolutely. Or like Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar. Yes, yes, that's. Or J Cole's latest record. I haven't had a chance to check that out yet. J Cole's latest record, he dropped it earlier this year, is Flames. Awesome, it's amazing. I give that a listen, and anyone else who hasn't should definitely do that. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for sitting down and chatting with me today, man. Thanks, bro. Uh, we'll see you when you get to Adelaide next Friday. Don't forget, you can catch the Fundamentals in Sydney on December 1st, Adelaide on December 7th. They're over in Perth on December the 8th. You can head over to fundamentals.com.au for more details. Thanks for your time, man. Thanks, bro. Have a good day. I show her love, but she don't need none. I, I, I.